DDCO at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We have an exciting episode coming up for you today. No game, but uh, Jeremy was cool enough to <laughs> pile all of the stats together from all of our previous Rain Delay Theater games into a spreadsheet uh, from all of the Major League games, that is. So we're going to do a brief rundown of uh, uh, the history of how guys have done at games we've been to. Yeah, rain delay theater by the numbers or rain delay theater stats. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. We'll have to think of a name for this episode, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, something like that. But yeah, so basically, um, well, just as a quick aside, Jack, there there was a website called uh, Baseball Passport um, years ago. I, I again, I still don't know if it's it's if it's up and running, but there was a thing where you could like check in basically, uh, like to games that you had been to like currently or in the past. And it would like somehow it would like create a database for you of like the stats of games that you've been at. And it was like the coolest website ever. Um, they were, they ended up like getting like bought out by like a parent company and then like their servers crashed or something. And like they lost like all their data. Um, and I, I, I went hard on this, um, on this website and like, I, I've like, compiled all my info onto that site and then like i lost a bunch of the data so like i did but i was like doing research on games i, I found like pictures from when i was a kid about like what games i was at uh and um looked at like the background of the scoreboard and like was able to determine what game it was and like enter those stats and like i feel like i lost all that info so i'm glad that we have like a database here that that we are maintaining and uh can keep it going yeah, and uh, definitely a few surprises as far as uh, you know who's done well at the games yes. we've, we've been to. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, it is episode number 124, which means we need a, a guy who either had 124 home runs or 124 wins. So, Jeremy, what guy are you thinking of? Um, all right, Jack. So I picked a pitcher this week, and uh, I went with Mike Scott, former Astros pitcher. Mike Scott. Okay. Um, yeah, not not ringing too much of a bell here. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Jack. Uh, he was like a guy who, like, yeah, just like you know, at the very uh, tail end of my, or like the tail end of his career was when I first like was watching baseball, and so I was like cognizant enough to know that Mike Scott was like a good pitcher. Um, uh, you know, you go back. He actually started his career on the Mets uh, for the first four seasons, and then went over to the Astros at age twenty-eight. Um, and he was like their ace for a while. Um, I think he was also he was he was there with Nolan Ryan too uh, for some of those years. So I don't know if they were like a one-two. Um, but Mike Scott was really good for for a handful of years. Um, in 1986, he was an All Star and won the Cy Young Award uh, and uh, had a 2.22 ERA. Um, and let's see, uh, he was an All Star the next year. Uh, led the league in. Um, game started uh i should also say in 86 he uh led the the league in strikeouts uh and innings pitched um he won 20 games in 1989 which was also an all-star year uh and then he kind of just that was age 34 
his last full season was age 35 uh, in 1990, and then he only pitched two games in 91 at age 36 and was done. Uh, I think in- injuries started to like creep up on him. He was already getting up there at, at 36, but uh, so he was out. He was out uh, pretty quick, but um, he had a good stretch there uh, for the Astros. And um, yeah, I think he started. I want to say. I, it might have actually been in '86. I don't know if the, I don't know if the Astros faced the um, Mets in the NLCS that year, um, but he started. Yeah, yeah, he started two games um, for the uh, Mets, and I think like the game that he started against the or, or against the Mets. I think one of the games he started uh, against the Mets in uh, the NLCS in 1986 was like a big, um, a, a big pitching matchup, like pitcher showdown. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, he was he was um, he was a clutch pitcher, power pitcher. Um, it's been kind of cool because Jim Deshays, uh, the color guy for the Cubs, uh, has um, was a teammate of his, and so he talked about Mike Scott sometimes. So I get a little insight that way. But uh, but yeah, just I, you know, I kind of caught the end of his career, and I, I I knew of him at least as a little kid uh, as being like a, a, a good pitcher. Nice, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, so 1986, uh, my birth year, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so he won the Cy Young uh, the year I was born. Um, yeah, those are those are really good numbers. Uh, this is um, one of those weird instances, Jeremy, where just like our, our kind of our five year age gap is, yeah. uh, you know, it shows because his, his last year was 1991. So uh, that was, I, you know, that was obviously a little bit before. That, I, I was only five at that time. So I, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't remember this guy as a player. So, you know, only through, like, anecdotes, you know, from a guy like Deshaies would I have really ever even heard of him. He, his numbers are really good. It, yeah. You know, he's kind of one of those guys who've been, uh, who've been lost for the ages. Um, I will say something that's kind of interesting about Houston, um, you know, and I, I never went to the Astrodome. Uh, or really watched a lot of games on TV that took place there. But they do say that that was a, a really bad home run hitters park or just mm-hmm. a really bad hitters park in general. Um, I wonder if that helped out his numbers a little bit. If you look through some of the statistics of, like, those 80s and 70s Houston Astros, like, the, the home run totals for their players are just putrid. Um, yeah, they true. had it. They had a guy like Glenn da- named Glenn Davis who who was who was pretty good, but I think there was one year it might have been the 1976 or 77 Astros. They only hit like 76 home runs the whole year. It might have even been less than that. It might have been like they hit like less than less than 50 home runs or something. It was like this insanely low total. But um, yeah, Mike Scott uh, looks like a pretty good pitcher, um, and you know he's got some he's got some interesting headshots too. He looks like he's got some lo- long flowing blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, he he was like a he was a cool looking dude, um, and uh, I think I think he's I think he's one of those guys. I think he I think he lost it all uh, in some recent pictures I've seen of him, but uh, um, he is a sixty six years old, so it's you know fair enough. But yeah, Jack, actually, I had to like like do like a triple search on this. So okay, so yeah, okay, so the nineteen eighty six NLCS right was Mets and Astros. Obviously, the Mets won that series, went on to win the World Series. Sure. Um, but uh, it went it went six games, so okay, so they won four to two, um, the series. But Mike Scott was the MVP of that series. Wow, isn't that crazy? Like for the losing team to be the uh, guy to be the MVP of that. Yeah, I had wow. to triple check that, but it's it's true. He was he he won the uh, MVP. Um, so his numbers from the NLCS. Uh, I just scrolled away from it. Here it is. So he was two and zero with a zero point five zero ERA and two games started. 
Um, I think the game that I was talking, that I was thinking about was game one uh, in the Astrodome. It was Mike Scott versus Dwight Gooden, and I, I think you know Dwight Gooden was like you know tearing the world up at that point um, as a pitcher. Um, but they went toe to toe, and Mike Scott threw a complete game shutout, uh, five hitter, fourteen strikeouts, one walk, um, to to give the Astros the one nothing lead. Um, and then, uh, so the only two games they won that series were the two games that Mike Scott pitched. Um, let's see, he pitched in game four, and the Astros won three to one. Mike Scott's line for that was again nine innings pitched, complete game, uh, three hitter with one run uh, allowed and five strikeouts. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess no one from the Mets really tore it up because, yeah, Mike Scott just was so dominant, and those were the only two games the Astros won that series. Yeah, what a, what a studly year, Jeremy. And one more thing about that 86 season. He pitched 275 in the third innings, and he allowed only 182 hits. So he had almost 100 more innings pitched than he allowed hits, which is that's pretty darn good. Yeah, what um, was the whip like for that? So oh, not, uh, yeah. 0.923. Oof, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, so Mike Scott, uh, yeah, very, very good. And actually started his career with the Mets, too. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so my guy is uh, another um, another pitcher, actually. So I have a pitcher, too. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I picked uh, picked Denny Nagel. Ah, you nice. remember Denny Nagel? Yeah, yeah. I thought about picking him, but uh, I'm glad, uh, glad I didn't. Okay, yeah. So what I remember, so he sort of had the, uh, you know, the, the nadir of uh, his <laughs> career was sort of right when I started following baseball sure. and kind of knowing who guys on other teams were. Um, so he made the all-star team in 1995 um, and started 31 games, pitched over 200 innings. 1997 with the Braves also made the all-star team. He won 20 games and had a 297 ERA, finished third in Cy Young voting. So he, he had a semi-long career. He pitched for 12, 13 years um, until 2003 uh, and had a fairly solid career. He was kind of an innings eater. Uh, a lot of lot of seasons over 200 innings or, you know, 25, 30 games started. Um, but I remember, like, uh, so I was particularly interested in those mid-'90s Pirates teams because, Jeremy, did you ever play uh, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball for uh, Super Nintendo? I did, yeah. That's maybe one of the best uh, video baseball video games uh, ever created. It is. It is. So I, um, I played an entire season with the – so I think it was like the 1995 rosters – we're, uh, we're in that game, okay. uh, 95 yeah. or 96, and I played, uh, I played an entire season with the, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, a hun- t- an entire 162-game season, and uh, Den- you know, Denny Nagel was obviously the ace on that team. I'll never forget the the music for Ken Griffey Jr. And it was like, like just oh, like it was just that over and over and over again the whole game. Um, and yeah, and I finished off an entire season. And and you know, I thought like I was like, oh man, Denny Nagel, like he's a guy. So that he, that was one of the first times I became aware that every team had like a front line ace starter was from Denny Nagel and the, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nice. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, yeah, I remember him. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he started with the the Twins uh, for one season, um, uh, only seven games. But um, I remember him as a pirate, and I, I I remember him playing against the Cubs and like not being super good. And then like yeah, in that uh, 1995 season, he kind of like figured it out, and then um, was uh, pretty pretty decent for the um for the uh Braves uh in 1997 I actually really good in 97 um 
spent one year with the the Reds, but I remember I feel like he signed like a big contract too. Um, uh, maybe it was for the for the Braves. Maybe it was after that. But uh, uh, then he went. It's kind of funny because then he went to Colorado in the early two thousands and just got fucking torched and was, <laughs> was done. Um, so I, maybe that was where he signed the big contract. I remember. Yeah, he, he made he made some good money. So I'm looking at his career yeah. earnings here. So for the Rockies, uh, looks like he made seven million, seven million, then and then two nine million seasons to end his career. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So they had a they had to pay him to to come to to ruin his career uh, in, in Colorado. So uh, hopefully the money was worth it for him. Yeah. He was actually traded. Um, it's kind of funny. I I um I don't know. I haven't really looked closely at this, but I was one of the other guys I was looking at Jack for this list was uh, Roberto Kelly. Yeah, I was looking at him too. Yeah. Yeah, and my main takeaway from him really was that uh, he got traded a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but Denny Nagel was also traded a lot. I'm, I, just, I don't know. I guess maybe guys were traded more in the nineties as opposed to signing fr- free agent contracts, I guess, even back then. But like, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like he was traded from the twins, from the pirates, from the Braves, and then from the reds. Um, uh, and then signed that contract, that, that big free agency contract with the Rockies. So, um, so yeah, I guess it's good that he got paid, but, uh, yeah, those were some rough years at the end. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I was surprised that uh, that Roberto Kelly had hit 124 home runs. But yeah, know. I guess I was looking at his like individual home run numbers uh, seasons, and they weren't they weren't great. Um, he stole a fair amount of bases, but um, but yeah, that that was surprising, and uh, and yeah, just uh, again, just kept kept being traded every chance the team got to trade him, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, I'm just seeing here, Jeremy, that uh, Dennis Edward Nagel is is Den- Denny Nagel's full name. It, nev- it never occurred to me that Denny Denny Nagel, like, would his first name was anything other than Denny. But like, True. I I suppose it's I suppose it would be Dennis. I think uh, I think the movie The Room kind of ruined the name uh, Denny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, because Tommy Wiseau is like, oh hi, Denny. <laughs> like there's a character named Denny, and it's it's really unclear what his motivations are, folks. If you've never seen the room, um, yeah, I guess check it out. But uh, um, that that's interesting though, like the cinematic tie into the name Denny, because Jack, I was going to ask you what what movie makes you think of the name Denny. Um, uh, for me, it's uh, Stand by Me. Um, oh, okay. Is j- there there's a character named Denny in yeah. Stand by Me? Um, uh, what's I'm, now? I'm trying to remember what the main character's name is. Um, but Will Wheaton's character, um, uh, Gordy, right? Gordy Lachance. Um, his brother was Denny. Um, it was played by John Cusack, and uh, tragically, uh, you know, died in the in the movie. Um, although that's like in the past uh, of the movie. That's the backstory. But uh, but yeah, I just um, you know, the, they in, in Stand by Me they portray John Cusack to be like the best brother like ever in the history of the world, and. And yeah, his name was Denny, and so I always like thought of that. Like I always associated that name with uh, with with John Cusack's character in Stand by Me. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. I I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. So okay, there you go. Um, remember when we ate at Denny's? Did we talk about that on the podcast? What game was what game was that at? What game was that after? That, that was we after ate at South. Denny's? That was after South Bend, I believe. That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, and we I, got those. We did yeah, talk ahead. about it. I think. Nice. Yeah, we got those nachos. I can't remember what our entrees were. I have to go back and listen to the episode. I'm sure we talked about that. But yeah. Uh, okay. okay <laughs> all right. Well, De- Denny Nagel and uh, uh, Mike Scott. Uh, that was that was good for today. So next week we'll do 125. I'm, I'm liking this, Jeremy. It's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm, I'm digging into it as well. Well, uh, last night. Um, so it's funny, Jeremy. I must have watched about half the Cubs game last night, and I had no idea 
there was a no hitter happening. Um, and I think some of the, the Cubs players yeah. didn't even know, right? No, yeah, you're in company. You're in good company with the whole, <laughs> with the whole rest of the Cubs bullpen, um, not knowing. <laughs> which is either like it's either an indictment on like the players or like the superstition of the the, the coaching staff. Um, but that's a whole nother thing too. We can get into it. Um, yeah, so so um, I I hadn't heard JD in the booth the last couple of games because I don't think he was doing the Cleveland series, which was just a two game series earlier this week. So the mm-hmm. team flew out to LA, and now it seems like it's going to be JD, Sut, and Boog in the booth for this four game series, yeah. which is which is kind of nice. Um, I hadn't heard Sut in a while because I, I haven't watched any of the games that he's done this year. I, I'll say he's a lot better than Dempster, oh, God, but yeah. he did this thing last night where. The Cubs were up three to nothing, and Boog had this uh, statistic where he's yeah. like, "Do you would you like to know?" Um, he's like, "Can you guess how many times, like, what the Cubs' record is in games when they've been up by three or more runs?" And you could tell like Boog had researched this stat, and he was really excited to give it. And then <laughs> Sut goes, uh, "I'm gonna guess it's uh, 26 and 0." And then Boog was like, you just looked at my note card. Um, like, he completely ruined Boog's thing. Uh-huh. And this this goes back. And then Sut thought it was hilarious. And, you know, like, and, like, Boog started to make a joke out of it. And he was, like, he was, like, showing the card to the camera and stuff. But, like, you could also tell he was a little bit annoyed with it. Because, yeah. like, he, he wanted to be the one who shared it with the crowd. And that, Jeremy, that goes back to, like, this, this jock humor. And, yes. I mean, Sut's yeah. got to be in his 60s now. But like once a jock, always a jock. Yes, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> like I, yeah, I just like I ruined that for you. Um, and it's like it's it's so not clever that I'm not sure if it's funny or not. But that's like you know that's like Jock Peterson you know beeping at David Ross in the parking lot and scaring David Ross and be like, <laughs> like I bet all of the Cubs. Would, would if he like if Sut like did that in the locker room or something they would all find it hilarious. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, Jack. Well, listen, I this is a, I don't know how well we've established this on the podcast, but um, you know, I'm all for double double standards uh, in situations, and I don't know I don't know if it's because I have more goodwill towards Rick Sutcliffe than I do for a Jock Peterson or, or whoever, but. <laughs> But I gotta say, it was. It, I thought it was really. I thought it was really funny. I did. I did like have to like examine it and think about it. And I was like, if if someone like younger did this, like, I would be super annoyed by it. Like, if it was like if it was like a Jack Peterson, I'd be like, what an idiot! Like, like why did you do that? But like, there's something about. I mean, there's something about. It's like it, you know. It's like I was trying to to remind myself that it's like, hey, just because Rick Sutcliffe is like older, doesn't mean that this is. And that's exactly how I read it too, Jack. It was to- it's totally like jock humor, and it's like it's punishing the guy who like the smart guy. It's like, oh, I have this note that's really important, that's really interesting, and then the jock just is like, oh yeah, it's twenty six and oh, like dummy, You're like you know, you thought you were so fucking smart with that stat, huh? Well, fuck you. Um, but like, I don't. It, it fucking tickled me. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's part of Sutcliffe's like past with like the whole like Maddie, Maddie, the whole drunk. Sure. Uh, booth stop like like even though that is also totally jockey but it just it's like it's irresistibly funny um but i don't know it's like like sutcliffe was like kind of funnier because sutcliffe just i mean i don't know what I, jack i feel like he like he is like less harmless because he kind of seems like your drunk uncle a little bit you know like sure 
you know, and so like I was, um, I was tickled by it. I mean, it, it, it doesn't hurt that, that there was a no hitter last night, but like I was, I, and I said, I feel like I said this earlier, but like, I liked, I like Sutcliffe in the booth with the three of them. And like, there's something about like, like he actually treats JD, like he plays more. First of all, his, his relationship with Shambi is funny because they, it is totally like antagonistic. Like Rick Sutcliffe, like kind of messes with Shambi a lot. And I kind of like it because Shambi, a lot of times, Shambi, I don't dislike Shambi, but Shambi can sometimes be a little kind of full of himself a little bit. Like, I feel like he kind of like, he's really just into himself sometimes. And sometimes I think he almost big times JD a little bit, which uh, it's not to the point where I'm like, I don't like him or I'm worried about it. Like, but sometimes I'm like, Shambi doesn't give it up as much as like cast, like Len did for JD. And so I, I don't know. I'm just a big JD fan. So I'm, I'm kind of uh defensive of, of him, I guess. But what I like about it is that like Sutcliffe and JD like are cool with each other. And like, I feel like they talk to each other like old eighties vets, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if anything, they kind of like, they don't gang up on, 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 uh, on Boog, but like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's funny to have that dynamic because JD kind of like defaults to Sutcliffe sometimes just because I think they were both players. But then Sutcliffe will do like the dirty work of like messing with with Boog, and um, I don't know, man. I find it entertaining, man. I was I was like digging it. I was like laughing hard uh, a lot. And they even well, tonight, was, even yeah. tonight, they made me laugh. There was some funny. There was a funny moment at the beginning of the game yesterday. Uh, Sut and JD were doing their keys to the game, and like uh, you know, Sutcliffe's key to the game was just like some basic thing. But JD's uh, was a Ferris Bueller reference yeah. because Walker Bueller was pitching, and Sut was just loving it. He was. Like he, he was. He was laughing so hard. He's like, "Oh man, oh man, I got to come up with a better one for tomorrow." <laughs> oh, oh, Ferris Bueller. Oh man. He's like, was "That's like, good." It wasn't. JD. That's good, it wasn't JD. that good. <laughs> right, I know, I know. And he, JD would be the first one to tell you that. He would just be like, I'm just trying to be, you know, clever or something. Yeah. But Sut was like, it was as if, it was like probably like what, like, you know, what the what that math teacher thought when he saw uh, Goodwill Hunting's solving the math equation. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, he's he's done it, you know? Who did this? <laughs> Whatever. It's like, that's, that's like what Sut felt like with, with that. Um, yeah, so good stuff. It it, it was, um, yeah. So I uh, I enjoyed it, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. Um, although unfortunately, I did not see the end the end of that no hitter. But um, you know, Jeremy, your uh, your birthday celebration is tomorrow, so I guess we'll be watching you know some of the game tomorrow, which I assume Sud will also be doing. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but speaking of my birthday, yeah. So so Rain Delay Theater listeners, my yesterday was my birthday. Um, and uh, I mean, Jack, we it's it's you know I think conspicuous by its 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 absence. Like there was no we we didn't text we text uh, we text a lot about baseball stuff, Cubs stuff, whatever. Uh, and there was no texting of the world of the no hitter at all today before this recording. Jack, me and me and uh, Jack have not discussed it, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that Jack is a little nonplussed by the no the combined no hitter with seven walks. Um, but <laughs> I gotta say, it's fucking awesome that the Cubs threw a no hitter on my birthday. Like I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know like what an outsider would say about how like 
if I make a big deal out of of my birthdays, like some people, some people have like birthday weeks, birthday months, birth, whatever. Um, I do try to get people together together on my birthday, like just to hang out. Just I just because I feel like you know it's cool to because we're all friends and like it's cool to get together. Whatever we're gonna be getting together tomorrow. Um, but like to have the Cubs like throw a no hitter on my birthday is like super cool. It was my 40th birthday, folks. So like it's a big one, I guess. And so like I don't know. It'll be always kind of cool to remember. Like oh yeah, on my 40th birthday, the Cubs threw a no hitter. So I was pretty excited about it. Uh, even though it's, you know, it's it's definitely an asterisk-ridden uh, no-hitter. Well, um, hey, you know, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, e- even though that, you know, some people say that they're over no-hitters, uh, what's, yep. hey, what's one more? What is this, the seventh one of the season? I, I believe it's the seventh, yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey. You know, we got no no sticky stuff was used in the making of this no hitter. <laughs> yeah, so we well, be... that's that's true. That's hey, you know what? That's true. That's that adds a little legitimacy to it. Like, you can't say that the pitchers weren't checked because I, you know, we watched them get checked. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like, just um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it it was the no hitter that tied the record for most in one season. Um, you know, obviously that, that's, that record is going to have to be broken this year. Like there's no way they could throw seven in the first, like, you know, two and a half months and then, um, not, at, not at least break it in the rest of the season, but, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe if this, if this like crackdown works, but, uh, odds are there's going to be at least one more. Um, but, uh, couple Jack, I had a couple, like, again, I'm not like a, a weird numbers guy like oh look at these numbers man they're they're speaking to me you know <laughs> like yeah. yeah i'm not one of those guys but i will say it was kind of cool um uh it was my 40th birthday yesterday sutcliffe was in the booth uh and as a cub he wore number 40 mm. and wilson Contreras was the catcher his number is also 40 so i thought that was cool did he hit a home run last night he hit a home run and it was also his first you know and it was his first no hitter caught um, uh, at least in the major leagues, I don't know if he caught one in the minors, but it's you know the Cubs actually have thrown a fair amount of no hitters in the last couple of years. But he man Wilson Contreras managed to not catch any of those. Um, if you recall, the Arietta no hitter in L.A. a couple of years ago in, in 2015, I believe um, Miguel Montero caught it. Then he threw one in 2016 in Cincinnati, uh, and David Ross caught it. Um, and then Alec Mills threw one last year, and Victor Caratini caught it. So through all that, this, the main starting catcher for the Cubs, uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, managed to not catch one. So I uh, personally was happy for him. Uh, I feel like in a combined no-hitter, like, you know, when you can't kind of give all the, the credit to, like, uh, one pitcher, you know, you give it to the catcher who called the game. Uh, so I, w- I was happy for him, um, and uh, I don't know. It was just very cool. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, all, all those 40s, uh, you know, it, you got to wonder. You just got to wonder, you know, was there was there some magic going on with, with Contreras hitting that home run and it was your 40th birthday? Probably not, but, you know, it's a cool <laughs> thing to think about. Right, I know. It's, I'm like, is there some sort of lottery connection that I can uh, exploit this for some <laughs> money? That would be cool, but uh, I'll take the no-hitter if that's all that there is. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, so, so I was very, very happy about that. And Jeremy, Jeremy threw a little shade at um, his podcast co-host uh, on Twitter as well. So <laughs> I did. I had to had to call that one out um, just so we knew who was writing that tweet. Um, That's congratulating good. Contreras. But yeah. Um, well, speaking of social media, uh, Jack, uh, I think has some shade to throw at uh, a Rod. Yeah. So I, it was just a follow up, um, you know, from our episode two or three weeks ago. 
uh, when we did the Sunday Night Baseball uh, ep. Um, so I, I had never looked at, at A-Rod's Instagram account before. And why, why would you? <laughs> and when, why would you? Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I was bored on the train at work. Um, so I just, I looked it up. And uh, yeah, there, I, I'm going to go over three posts from his Instagram that I think uh, just kind of sum up what kind of guy. They, they sum up his Instagram, but I think they also sum up what kind of a guy A-Rod is. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, I don't know if you have his, his Instagram pulled up. but Yeah, I got it uh, here. Okay, cool. So his first one, it's like his 10th oldest post. He's holding up like a glass with, uh, with red juice in it. Um, so, you know, you can click on that one if you want to. So the caption for this one is, uh, wake up, fuel up, and get things done. Even the little things can add up to big changes. Here is the smoothie recipe I've been loving lately. And then he gives this smoothie recipe, and then he says, drop your favorite smoothie recipes below. Um, <laughs> so first of all, like he, that, that's kind of his thing on Instagram. He's like, you know, what are you, what's your favorite thing? Like, put it, it's like, he doesn't give a shit. He's not reading these fucking comments. <laughs> no he doesn't, fucking way. He doesn't care. Although I do believe, knowing that, like, Knowing how he talks on Sunday Night Baseball and, like, just how lame he is, like, he is probably writing these because they're just, they're the lamest thing ever. But, uh, so, so, basically it's him in his, like, you know, big-ass kitchen in the Hamptons. Mm. Um, and he's got the, you know, he had the entire produce section of Whole Foods helicoptered in on, like, a <laughs> table. And he's got all of these, like, fresh-cut fruits He's got a pitcher of I don't know if it's lemonade or just water or just water with oh, like yeah. lemons in it to like make it lemon flavored. And it's like yeah, you don't. He didn't prepare any of this. He had this all catered. And so he's just he's just dumping fruit, in tons of fruit, just into this big blender. Um, and and he's making this smoothie. Right. And Jer Jeremy, uh, you're you're a fan of the show Succession, right? Yep. Yeah. So I think my one of my favorite episode one of my favorite scenes in succession is they they go they go to the hamptons for one episode to like this big house that they never use um and they're having this big the whole family is having this big catered meal there with like lobsters and caviar and just whatever whatever other expensive foods and it's a huge like a huge catered meal and uh a raccoon died in the uh the uh one a, a part of the house like in the wall so mm -hmm. then the whole house stinks so then brian cox the main character he's like you know, get all this food out of here. I can't eat it. Like, we're going to order pizzas. So then, you know, outside, you see these two characters having having a mundane conversation about something. And it's one of those scenes where in the background, what you're really paying attention to is all of the caterers just throwing all of this really expensive food away. And that's that's the kind of that's the kind of life A-Rod lives. Yeah. Just based on this picture. Well, this um, this smoothie probably this is like a $50 smoothie probably. I was going to say, yeah, of course you're <laughs> loving of course you're loving this smoothie recipe. It looks delicious if you have $50 to burn on it yeah. and then you're not you're not going to finish the whole thing. So like most of it's just going to most of that fruit's just going to get thrown away. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um so so that's that's the first one. Uh the second one is uh so it's a little bit farther down it's from it's from march 10th so it's it's him sitting in a, a five thousand dollar tailored suit uh he's got like a, a can of iced coffee next to him i don't even i don't even know what he's he's sitting on he's sitting on some sort of it looks like a i, I don't know it's in he's in his backyard and the first picture is of him smiling and it's it's five pictures most of them are him at his his company a rod corp and <laughs> the the caption for this is meet my championship team 
This is our field, the at A-Rod Corp meeting room. This may look a lot different than when I played for the Yankees, but there are a lot of similarities too. We work hard, we hustle, we challenge ourselves and support each other, we share a common goal. I look forward to working with these pros every day. I'm proud of what this team has accomplished and the best is yet to come. Do you prefer to meet in person when able or via video conference call? Again, like, like he's, not answer, he's not responding to these. And what kind of a question, what kind of a dumb question is that? Like, do you prefer to meet in person or, or via conference call? Who cares? Who fucking, who fucking cares? But, okay, that's, that's not the point, though. So, you know, A-Rod is one of these athletes. He made a half a billion dollars uh, playing baseball. And now he's like, he thinks he's a businessman. Like yeah. he, he started his own business and he's like, oh, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to dress up in a suit and I'm going to go to an office every day and I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to work, you know, I'm going to work really hard, but he doesn't know anything about business. No, he just, he just hired a bunch of people and he, you know, he's like, okay, so bring me some, you know, bring me some ideas of things. And then like, yeah, maybe I like that. Maybe I don't. Um, and he probably thinks, well, gee, if I never played baseball, this is what I would have ended up doing. <laughs> right. Like, like, no, dude, you, if you, if you never played baseball, like you would have gone to college and then started at an entry level job somewhere. And maybe if you were really lucky in 30 years, like if you were the most talented person at your, you know, at your business and you got a little bit of good luck too, maybe just maybe after 30 years of hard work, like you would be a CEO like you are now. But for you, like it's just it's just playtime, dude. You you don't know anything about business. Yeah, no. I'll, he basically has paid a bunch of people uh, to be able to to make them come to his house with their fucking laptops and sit around a big table and just bullshit, like and just to like just play, it's like pretending to play business. It's like let's play business today. Like all you people, take those laptops that I bought, that I paid for, come to my house. Open them up and then just let's let just say things. <laughs> um, yeah, so so a Rod Corp. Uh, not not sure what they're up to or if they're planning to go public. Um, and the last one, um, Jeremy. This post is from May 11th, so just about a, a month and a half ago. But it's uh, he's leaning he's leaning against like some kind of fire hydrant. He's in a suit with sunglasses. He looks like a. He, he looks like a, he's in the Secret Service or something. Yeah. Um, so so the, the caption for this one is, which look fits me best? All business, and that's the, that's the Secret Service one, or cocktail hour chill. And then he's, he's in like this black suit that's like buttoned down, and he's got his, he's pointing at something. It's stupid. He's got two daughters, and I bet when they see these Instagram posts of his, they're like, why does our dad post this stuff? Like it's so it's so so embarrassing. Uh, but so 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 yeah, Jeremy. The next time you hear A Rod say something like, "Oh, Eric Sogard, so good around the base," or or like you know, or or be upset that Paul Goldschmidt didn't ground out to the second baseman to advance a runner, and like thinking that that would have been a good result. Like that. That's why. That's why he says stuff like that because instead of spending his time watching baseball, like you know, hey, like we do, he, uh, he he's he's uh, he's out taking pictures like this. It's <laughs> gonna say yeah, exactly. No, he's not. He's not watching like yeah a Wednesday like afternoon, <laughs> like or Thursday afternoon getaway game between like the Cubs and the and the Braves or the Cubs and the Brewers. He's 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 doing this shit, um, or or like crafting like. 
or like sitting around this meet this fucking table crafting a tweet, you know, like <laughs> so it, it is pretty pathetic. It's actually I'm looking at the comments in here and Johnny Damon actually commented on the picture and just wrote stud. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which is great because again, that's another guy who like certainly didn't make didn't make as much money as a rod, but also is just you know fucking has fuck off money and is just sitting there. He can just sit there on his phone. So while a rod is making these inane posts, um, <laughs> Johnny Dame is just sitting on his fucking couch looking at these posts and just saying stud to a rod because he can do that. <laughs> Johnny Damon is on cameo. Oh, is I wonder what Johnny what's do you, what's Johnny Damon's price? It, Man. It maybe not less than two hundred dollars. It might be like a hundred dollars. Okay, a hundred I can deal with. Anything over than that, over that is is would be criminal. But uh, I think he should be like sixty bucks. But um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's higher than that. Ah oh, man, I should have gotten you a cameo for your, for your birthday. <laughs> I would have gotten. I that's yeah. gonna happen at some point. Someone's gonna like chip in. Someone's going to receive a cameo uh, within our group of friends. I think somehow. <laughs> um, all right, so Jeremy, you went to the uh, uh, the Cub the Marlins Cubs Friday night game. It was only the second. Friday night game ever at Wrigley Field, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, I, I'm happy to say that, um, you know, uh, Zach Davies, like, got his, like, brains beat in in that game, then comes out and throws, you know, like, helps get uh, a no-hitter started last night. So, you know, cool that we saw – cool that we saw the game where he sucked and not the game where he, you know, hit, threw a combined no-hitter. But that's fine. Um, so, yeah, the Cubs got their clock cleaned. I think they lost 10-2 to in that game. Uh, and then they would actually lose, go on to lose worse uh, on Saturday. But, um, you know, uh, it's water under the bridge now. But um, So I did go with a friend of mine, uh, AJ. Um, and we um, we went to uh, the bar right by Wrigley Field. I think it's called, like, the Brick House Bar or something. Like, it's like some big fucking sports bar jerk off place like that's that's right there by uh wrigley field so we went in there um and it's like de- it's also kind of sad because it's like dead it was dead in there kind of um for being as big as it is and it's like i you know I, and i guess i don't know people are still coming out of the pandemic i guess but i don't know i think we're in full like vaccine summer but like it, it seemed like it probably should have been more busy anyway me and aj like like uh plopped down at the end of the bar and we were like talking whatever and there was a guy uh by himself um sitting there and uh he was kind of just you know nursing a beer and like watching uh nba the nba playoffs um and so we were talking we were we were like loud and talking about sports and whatever and um uh the guy did look over at me at one point and i had my scorecard and i put it out on the bar and he's like oh you keep score and uh, i'm like yeah and he's like Hey, mind if I take a look? And like, I'm like, yeah, no, no problem. And he like flipped open my scorecard and was like looking at it. And I'm not really sure what he was looking for, but he looked at it for like five seconds and he's like, cool, cool. <laughs> and that, that was it. Um, but, uh, he was, um, he was talking to us and he said like, um, he's like, Hey, he's like, we, we established that he was also at the game or whatever. And he's like, Hey, I got a question for you guys. And he's like, how old is Ernie Banks, man? And, uh, <laughs> I was like, I knew right away. These are those situations where it's like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've struggled with these situations before where it's like, I know what's happening here. And like, I don't know if it's like better to just nip it in the bud and just say, like clarify the situation or to like hear it out and then clarify it. I, I, I tend to lean towards the, like, just nip it in the bud right away. So he goes like, man, how old is Ernie Banks? 
at this point. And I'm like, oh, because uh, of the seventh inning stretch. So so they they did uh, a pre-recorded seventh inning stretch, and it was Ernie Banks singing, uh, you know, take mm-hmm. me out to the ball game, and uh, which they pretty much rotate um, between Ernie Banks uh, and Harry Carey. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other pre-recorded ones that they do, but pretty much those two like they play frequently. So they play this Ernie Banks one, and um, the guy thought it was live <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so man. I, so I just go like, Oh, uh, you're talking about the seventh inning stretch. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, man, uh, that, that, that was pre-recorded. He, he passed away a couple, <laughs> a couple of years ago. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay, man. He's like, he's like, man, it could have fooled me. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, 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 man. And, uh, that was it. I didn't really know how to like respond to that, but it was, it was, it was pretty funny, which, you know, you talk about, like, you think about like fans in the stands, not aware of what's going on. Um, this is a kind of like a whole new level where it's like they're watching a video of they're watching a pre-recorded video and they think it's live and it turns out that it's just a, a guy who died like five years ago or something. So yeah, I, man. I I mean, imagine if they played the Harry Carey one, would have really thrown the guy for a loop. <laughs> I know it would be great if he did that and then like he googled just like Harry Carey's birthday and like I don't know how old <laughs> Harry Carey would be at this point. I, I assume like over a hundred, um, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I think Harry Carey didn't actually know his real birthday too, right? Oh, that's true, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that that came out on some, uh, some you know, documentary or something. So he was born in 1914, so he would be 107 years old. <laughs> no. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, I thought that was kind of funny and kind of ridiculous at the same time. But uh, uh, I tried to let him off easy. I tried to like, you know, like. Be like, yeah, man, yeah, those are confusing, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, um, so yeah, that was a, that was probably the highlight of the night. <laughs> because you know, Jeremy, of... you mentioned you mentioned having a vaccine summer. I, th- yeah. I think la- last week. I don't remember what the context was, but oh. you mentioned having a white boy summer. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, white. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, so Jack, you know, like Tom Hanks's other son, like so his one of his sons is Colin Hanks, but yeah. do you know his other chet hanks or whatever uh, is this is he a rapper or something yeah yeah he's a rapper okay and i guess he coined the term white boy summer um oh. which uh doesn't seem like it's the best time even if it's in jest probably doesn't yeah. seem like the best time to be touting the, the term white boy summer uh but uh who did i say that about i don't remember man i think i was saying maybe about the guys behind us yeah okay <laughs> okay that's good yeah so so yeah so uh yeah there's yeah take your pick white boy summer vaccine summer i don't know nice vaccine you ever see probably better but <laughs> you ever see uh true romance gary oldman he's like hey is today uh is today white boy day when uh christian <laughs> slater christian slater walks into his like you know his club or whatever it is um nice. yeah good stuff jeremy when that guy asked you for for your scorecard it's one of those t- times where maybe you'd get a little bit uh nervous because it's like oh man is this guy gonna like spill beer on it like yeah. does he have like you know grease from like his mozzarella sticks like on his <laughs> fingers that he's gonna get on get on my card like what's going on here yeah I, I yeah i was a little i was nervous i was already taking a risk putting it on the bar top itself um sure. the guy wasn't necessarily like a sloppy guy like he yeah. just seemed like a I don't know, like a skater guy or something, like not a skater. I don't know, just like he, but he, but the older guy. But um, so I, I felt trusted him a little bit. But then, I guess had he said the Ernie Banks thing first, I would have been like, let me just show you the scorecard, you know, <laughs> I'll just show it to you. But anyway, huh. 
<laughs> but uh, all right, Jack. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah. So should we take a look at some some of these stats? Yeah, I'd I'd like to, Jeremy. Um, let's so let's it. let's get to it. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, so so yeah. So basically, um, you know, I was able to pull a lot of these stats off of um a Baseball Reference. Um, it's easy enough, although it's still still pretty kind of a pain in the ass to like put it all together. But uh, now that we've caught up. Uh, it'll be easy to maintain, and uh, it was cool going to the White Sox game uh, the other week and adding to the list. Um, but uh, but yeah, basically, uh, just we got all the stats of of all the games. Um, I don't know, Jack. What is uh, what's something that jumped out at you? Yeah, so um, I would have thought that Jose Abreu had done better than mm. he did in games. We've seen him have 46 official at bats. He's only hitting 217, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he does have he does have two home runs. So the the leader, um, which is kind of interesting because I don't I don't remember him having like any really <clears throat> superior games, is Tim Anderson. Yeah. Um, Tim Anderson is batting 341 at rain delay theater games and 41 at bats. So he's got 14 hits. Um, we've seen him go deep, uh, and you know, hey, Tim Anderson, uh, he of the not that bad OP, OBP or pretty good OBP, I think is how the guys behind us described it. Uh, we've seen Tim Anderson take forty-one at bats, and he has zero walks. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So not, not so great there. Um, no, yes. my God, Jeremy, Larry Garcia, forty-one at bats, uh, one walk. Yoan Moncada, forty-six at bats. One walk. Jose yep. Abreu, 46 at bats, two walks. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, I, I now I, I do realize why Todd Steverson got fired. I was going to say, yeah, that's why, uh, yeah, they just, they all they had to, they had to look no further than just the rain delay theater uh, stats. Uh, <laughs> Wilson Contreras, oddly, seven walks um, in 34 yeah. at bats. Yeah, that is, that is cool. Um, I'm seeing uh, some really putrid averages here, Jeremy. Uh, Ian Happ. Is yeah. just two two for nineteen in rain delay theater games, hitting a paltry one oh five. And is it possible that his two hits are home runs? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah, that is that is pretty wild. Um, that's it. That's all he's got to show for himself. Uh, two walks. <laughs> um, but yeah, one ninety OBP. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like so. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of ways you can go with these numbers. I think one thing uh, that stands out, like okay, so like Nick Castellanos, um, is like a superstar, uh, for this for the few amount of times we've seen him. So, um, so Jack, okay, let's see, we've seen him. This is actually kind of cool. We've seen him with the Tigers, the Cubs, and the Reds, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, all all in the last three years we have. Yes. Yeah, and so he's we've only seen 13 at bats from him. But eight hits and two homers uh, and a double. So um, yeah, what do we got? Fifteen total bases there. He's um, he's slugging uh, one thousand seven hundred twenty-five, <laughs> uh, or that's that's his OBP. Uh, one thousand one hundred fifty-four. So uh, five seventy-one OBP. So um, yeah, I don't know. You know, if uh, I guess if we go to another Reds game, um, if there's any daily fantasy players out there, you might want to sign Nick Castellanos because uh, he. He, he rakes when we see him in person. Yeah, and he he might be the only guy we've seen play with three teams. That's a good that's a good call. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to see like just from the numbers, like different guys who we've seen. I like, I don't know. There's just there's just some like oddballs that have done well. Like, of course, if you recall, um, 
you know, and maybe this is a maybe this is a roadmap for for folks if they want to go back and listen to any episodes. Um, but like Brandon Nimmo had like that really good game uh, when we saw the Mets at the Brewers, which is the only um, like non Chicago home major league home stadium we've been to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's batting a thousand when we've seen him. So four for four uh, with a walk. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm trying to think of other players we've seen on multiple teams. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, and if you look, look towards pitchers, pitchers are kind of neat too. Um, so Kyle Hendricks, it seems like we've seen him make a shit ton of starts. Um, so we, we've seen four Kyle Hendricks outings, uh, for rain delay theater games, which is actually a lot because the ratio of Cubs to Sox games is very much in favor of the White Sox. Yeah. Um, I, I made the comment to you last time we went, Jeremy, that it seems like every time we go, we see Kyle Hendricks start. But, uh, yeah, he's pitched 28 innings, and he has a 193 ERA in rain delay theater games. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. 4-0 and with a complete game, too. I mean, yeah, that's um, remarkable. And here you go, Jeremy. You want guys on two teams. So we saw Lance Lynn yep. pitch both with the Yankees and with the White Sox. Lance Lynn, he does what he feels like. Um, especially in games we go to, he's got a two Oh three ERA in 13 and a third innings. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Does what he feels like one and one. Um, yeah, he took that loss, uh, against the sock or with the socks, but, um, but yeah, um, trying to see what else here. Jeremy, uh, you saw, I was shocked. So we saw Ross Detweiler, um, uh, pitch. Yeah. Two, oh God. We saw Ross Detweiler make two starts. Yes. That's, t- that's terrible. And you saw Ross Detweiler with the Marlins, um, uh, just, you know, in that Friday night game. So he's still, he's still kicking around, but I, I don't remember us seeing him start two games, Yeah. but that's, uh, that's pathetic. I remember when he faced Bobby Wilson, you made the famous comment, this is two old pieces of shit. Nobody cares about. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And Bobby Wilson is a guy we saw with two, two different teams, I think. I uh, Or did we just see him twice in one year? Oh, God. We might have seen him with the Tigers and the Twins. Um, yeah. Or the Red Sox or maybe it is the Tigers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Pretty bad there. Um, there's someone else that I'm going to like, I'm going to kick myself when I'm like, oh yeah, we totally saw this guy with, with multiple teams. I feel like it was like a middle relief or uh, relief pitcher, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's also funny too. Like, obviously like, um, to do like, you know, when you look at stats, like, you know, they, they filter out like you know, um, you have to filter out like a minimum at bats or whatever, because like if a guy goes one for one with, you know, he's hitting a thousand, but you know, it's a, we have a small sample size for games, but uh, it's funny to look at the guys who are hitting a thousand when we've seen them. And one of them is Ryan Weathers. Uh, I think that's kind of funny. That is funny. Yeah. And both, both of his hits were like, you know, ground, ground balls uh, through the infield, but it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, I'm looking yeah. at some of these guys, Jeremy. I just I don't remember uh, seeing them. Um, well, I, you know, I, I don't remember seeing. We must have seen Cody Stashak when he was uh, pitching for the Twins, but like I just, you know, it's just so weird. You have no recollection of this stuff. Well, Jack. Okay, so here's one, and like, I'm glad I don't remember this, but like, Ryan Cordell. Like we we saw him hit a two. He had a two homer game. We did the Ryan Cordell game. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I've already forgotten it, which I'm glad. I'm glad I forgot it, but it's it's <laughs> it's absurd. Like, so yeah, I'm just I'm sorting by home runs here, and so okay, so Yohan Moncada has hit three homers. We've seen that's the most, but then like we've we've seen some bums hit two homers in a game. 
I'll say that. Uh, so Josh Reddick hit two homers. I mean, I guess that's it, just those two. But Josh Reddick um, had a two-homer game in, in the very first Rain Delay Theater uh, episode. Yes, um, he did. Yeah, and then Ryan Cordell with two homers. Um, Castellanos has two over, uh, I think, three games um, that we saw him in. Um, Avi Garcia with two. Uh, Jonathan Scope with two. I remember the Jonathan Scope game. Yeah, but that was over. Was that in one game? That was over. Yeah, he hit. He hit two in one game. And actually, my buddy that I used to work with um, caught one of those home runs. Right, right, right. Okay, I couldn't remember. I remember him doing that. I couldn't remember if that was in the washed out game or not. But that was in the official game, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. Okay. There you go. So those are the th- those are the three guys we've seen hit two homer or have multi homer games. Reddick, Cordell, and Scope. That's that's absurd to that's say. That's pre- that's pretty. That, yeah, that's pretty lackluster for sure. Um, yeah. We've seen Ty- We've seen Tyler Cloyd take a, a plate appearance. We we saw Felix Hernandez. Oh, yeah. We saw Felix Hernandez taken at bat, which is pretty good. Yeah. Right. That's that's right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Just there's there's a lot of so if you go on the list um, for plate appearances, we've seen three hundred and six or three hundred and five players get a plate appearance in all mm-hmm. of our games which is pretty wow. crazy okay yeah um it's kind of funny to look at the, the bottom of this list here so um jose batista pinch hit and uh, walked and so did keon broxton um although keon broxton i believe was in two games that we saw because i think he pinch ran in one game also okay so, um but yeah uh, so we've seen 305 guys um probably made fun of you know 304 of them. Um, <laughs> how many pitchers have we seen? Um, let's see. Pitchers. Uh, to, to, um, 157. Okay. Okay. Very good. You know, you see, you see the, the all-time list on, on Major League Baseball is at like 20,000 guys debuted. So we've seen, we've seen over 400 players. That's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. There's, we have two guys with infinite ERAs, Jack, uh, Daniel Stumpf uh, and uh, All right. Tyler Kinley, which I don't remember. Ty- yeah. Yeah. W- would he have been with the Marlins? Uh, could be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And da- Daniel Stumpf, uh, we, won't, we won't say what his, what his nickname was, according to Chris Bazio. Right. But, yeah. Uh, we, he's not going to be on the nicknames uh, episode. No, um, no. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at uh, at uh, the stats, the the like wins and losses and stuff. Um, yeah, let's see. So Hector Neris with a win. Uh, that was in that Phillies uh, Cubs game, I believe. Oh, we've seen Kyle Hendricks get four wins. Um, yeah. I know we talked about him already, but that's a lot of wins to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's really after Kyle Hendricks, it's just a bunch of guys tied with one win. But um, yeah. You got Wade Miley in there, Robbie Erlin. Jack, okay, wait, okay, real quick. So Robbie Erlin started um, a Padres game that we saw. Yes, he did, right? Yeah, and I I don't think we pointed out in that Padres game, and maybe it's just a lack of us talking about the actual game when we go to games, but how shitty is it to see Robbie Erlin start a game for any team? Yeah, no, yeah, you feel like you were robbed. Uh, It's it's a bummer. (laughs) Um, I Jack, I don't, can you tell me something that happened in that game? Because I don't remember anything from that game. Uh, you were mad that Francisco Mejia wasn't in the lineup. So that didn't actually ah, okay. happen. But, like, I think Francisco Mejia didn't play. Um, okay. 
other than that, I don't remember. Oh, that's crazy, man. I don't remember a single thing that happened in that game. Yeah. Is, could that be the, the, the most forgettable rain delay theater game? Was that, Jack, was that the game where I like got into the fight with the guy who sat next to me? Oh, man, I don't know where he was like he fucking like showed up. It wasn't even his seat. And he was like fucking like man spread over into like my uh, seat. And I like kind of like he do you, you remember that? Jack? Yeah, yeah, I do. Was this was this maybe August of 2019 that this game took place? Or was that the was that the Phillies game? No, the, I feel like the Phillies game was a little colder. Maybe. It was, yeah, that was earlier in this. That, I want to say that was like May or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the Padres game happened in August. Yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, if I look at my rain, because I think it was the same. Eh, I don't really know. Um, I was wondering if it was the game where um, I remember taking a picture and posting it on the Instagram page of uh, someone's shoes on the seat next to me. And okay. I, I believe I said, like, this is what we're dealing with at the game tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, but I don't know if that was necessarily the same game that... Uh, that I got into a tussle. You know, I think Darvish pitched that game, though. No, Darvish pitched the the Phillies game, maybe. He did. He did pitch the Phillies game. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just, we're both stumped. um, But it's kind of funny. Stumped. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just funny to, like, I don't know. Like, there are certain things I remember from games. There's a lot that I don't remember from games. And, like, I don't know if that's a sign that that I go to too many. But, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't think I go to too many games, but it is pretty funny just to, um, just to like completely just forget a whole experience of a game. Yeah, and this is. I mean, this is a cool list, Jeremy. I don't remember seeing Heath Fillmeyer start a game, but he must have because. I, yeah, I I do kind of remember that one because it was like that was the first that was so that was with the Royals and that was the first game of I want to say 2019. Oh, okay. Is that the fuck KC guy? It was. Yeah, it was. It was that game, and uh, I was bummed. I was bummed just. That we were catching, that we were like, you know, it's not that that the the Royals have so many great pitchers we could have seen, but it's like Heath Phil, can we do better than Heath Fillmeyer? Like, what are we doing here? Like, like that's well, the not- White Sox started Irvin Santana in that game. At least he's a guy, though. At least he <laughs> made someone happy once, probably with a pitching performance. But like <laughs> Heath Fillmeyer is just like, what? Why? What? Like, come on, man. Just any like start. Uh, you know, Jorge Soler, like on the mound, like, like have Whit Merrifield, like be the opener and then put in Heath Fillmeyer. I don't know. It's like some, just give me something. I don't know. Um, Jack, uh, Lucas Giolito is horrible in games that we've been to also. Yeah. I'm trying that. to, what are his numbers, Jeremy? I'm, you know, he's, uh, in two starts, he's oh for two. He's oh and two, uh, with a sixteen seventy one ERA. Oh man, yeah. When they when that advertisement that the White Sox were running, where yeah, he was the worst pitcher in baseball. Like <laughs> right. he he was just the shittiest guy you could possibly imagine. <laughs> like I, I guess they're talking about games we went to. Yeah. Oh god, that's dreadful though, Jeremy. Seven innings pitched with thirteen earned runs allowed. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Um. Also, speaking of bad, uh, the following players have blown saves, uh, in games we've been to. Jesse Chavez, which. Hard for me to remember the Jesse Chavez era um, in Cubs baseball, but uh, I remember being mad at something about Jesse Chavez, like about the Cubs like not re-signing him or something, which is absurd. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Jesse Chavez blew a save. Brad Boxberger, Pedro Strope, Brad Brock, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Cisnero for the Tigers, I think, Shane mm-hmm. Green, 
Also for the Tigers, he gave up a walk-off home run to Jose Abreu, I think. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think that was the game Mark Bubblebath was at, right? That sounds about right. Okay, yeah. I Jeremy, do you remember the Pedro Strope blown save game? Yeah, that was against the Marlins, right? It was. And so I, your, your comment for that was, uh, you know, they, yeah. they were winning the game for three hours, and then in five minutes they pissed it away. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that. He came in and he just, like, I want to say he, like, it was like walk, walk, single, single or something. Like, I just like, yeah, I remember, I do remember that. It was just like, I would, I was saying like, it's like, yeah, you just watch the game and they're winning and this guy comes in and then he just, and then it's over. He just like blows, <laughs> he like loses the game for you. And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, that was like dumbfounding. It was just so like, it was so pathetic, like the, the effort. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, Pedro Strope, uh, two thirds of an inning pitched, um, and uh, 40, 50 ERA. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that must have been the only time we saw Stropey pitch. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, here, here's a guy who has no idea he's in a restaurant until he's, you know, until he's wiping, uh, wiping the grease from his steak off of his, uh, you know, off of his, off of his lips with his napkin, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Until he's signing the check. He's like, oh shit, I wasn't supposed to eat in a restaurant. Um... <laughs> Jack, uh, looking at the um, – so I have, like, team team stats here as well. And uh, so, yeah, so we've seen um, – this is interesting to, to tabulate. We've seen 14 White Sox games and 11 Cubs games. Um, interesting. Okay. And, yeah, and, you know, I guess, like, law of averages would, would say uh, the White Sox are 7-7 seven and seven, uh, and the Cubs are 6-5. and five. Uh, in games that we've seen so god that's so crazy you know jeremy it's it's interesting when uh you know the cub scorecards don't really do this anymore but um you know they used to list like all-time records versus teams and yeah. you know it would so it's like the cubs and the reds all-time record and it would be like 1300 wins and 1297 lo- like losses or something so it's like they were almost exactly 500, like yeah. just having played so many games against each other, which is so bizarre. So it's like that tells you that like throughout the years, like, you know, they they ba- they balanced being good and bad, like, you know, you know, different seasons. It's just it's it's insane how and it, it was like that for almost every team they played a ton of games against. And so for us here, I never would have even thought to think about what the team's overall records were. But it's it's unbelievably close to 500 for both of them. The only reason the Cubs one isn't 500 is because we don't, we haven't seen an even number of Cubs games. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I guess I should already chuck up a loss next time we go to the game. (laughs) It's kind of a bummer, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, that, that is, that is interesting. Um, Other than that, I mean, the Marlins, (laughs) it's sad to say that we've seen the Marlins three times. They're the, um, they're the third. They're the team that we've seen the third most uh, games of. Uh, they're two and one. Um, so again, they're they're due for a loss next time we see them. Uh, actually, that would be interesting to see Cubs Marlins. I guess, I guess uh, I saw that last week, but uh, something would have had to given that one um, because they both <laughs> would have been due for a loss. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, no one is zero and two. The worst is like zero and one. Uh, a couple of teams who 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 are at 500. Um, the Brewers are uh, 500, and we've seen them home and away. So they're um, they're I guess they're one and zero on the road and one and zero and one at home. Um, 
but, Interesting. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I see you've listed here, Jeremy, the the teams we've not seen yes, yet. That's what um, I was about to so say. we have we have not seen the Braves, the Nats, the Rangers, the Orioles, the Athletics, the Giants, or the Rockies. I'm impressed that we've seen 24 teams though throughout this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. That's not too many teams that we didn't see. So, um, and I think we've, yeah, uh, I think we've, I know that collectively, like between us, we've seen, um, a lot of those teams, but pre podcast. Um, yeah. And what's, what's also interesting, Jeremy, is that, um, you know, in 2018 and 2019, so we didn't go to any games in 2020, but those first two seasons, the White Sox are fucking terrible and they still almost, they, they were still almost 500 in a, in a 13 game sample size. I know. I know. It's funny. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. You know, we'll we'll have to shoot for knocking these teams off the list. Uh, it won't won't be possible this year, probably. But uh, it'd be cool to maybe knock to to knock that list, uh, like clear that list off by um by the end of next year, maybe or something. That would be, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking here, Jeremy. These the, the teams are all from the East and West, so uh, mm, you know, yeah, way way true. obviously way easier to see Central Division teams. Yeah. Um, you know, those teams are only in town uh, one, once a once a year, so it you know it kind of has to be a everything has to kind of go right for us to catch those teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to see here, like the Nats. Um, <clears throat> Have the Braves been in Wrigley yet this year? I can't remember. I know they played the Braves, but... Uh, they did. They played at Atlanta, but I don't think the Braves have played here. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell you the the, the American League. Um, I don't think I don't think the Rangers, Orioles, or Athletics have played in Chicago against the White Sox yet, but I, I could be completely wrong. I don't know. Yeah, the, sure. the only team that might have done done so was the uh, the Orioles, but yeah, yeah. Not, even, not even sure about that. And yeah, the Giants and Rockies have not played at... at Wrigley yet have they no I don't believe so so there's still a chance we could knock some of those off the list um, absolutely and giant giants would be an, an interesting team to see because they're good this year yeah they would that's true uh it could be a good game um so Jack I guess just to go back to like the stats uh, real quick so yeah so I guess yeah Tim Anderson um okay well I'll say this because we kind of teased this in the last episode but Leori Garcia for the White Sox has like has has like absurd numbers like um for when we've seen him, uh, let me just. Uh, yeah, he his his average is three seventeen in forty one at bats. He has a, he has a home run, so you know we've seen the rare Leury Garcia home run, um, and you know he he's a guy who we uh, we made fun of the fact that we have no clue what his contract is, but uh, he's sure he's sure performing pretty well in games we've seen him. Yeah, for sure. Um, from a from an at bat standpoint, um, <laughs> Yomer Sanchez. Um, was uh, is up there? So yeah, he's had. We've seen him bat forty six times. Um, mm. Yoan Moncada forty six times. Abreu forty six times. So uh, Moncada didn't get any at bats in that. He he didn't play in that that game uh, last week uh, against the Rays. Um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so so anyway. So for for um, obviously we've seen more White Sox games for the Cubs. Um, Wilson Contreras has the most at bats. Um, and then for batting average, um, this one's like a little tricky because uh, when you, we have to go by sample size. So if you go by sample size, Rizzo is is kind of done the best um, from an he's hit, he's hit three fifty five in games we've seen him play uh, with one homer, uh, a double, and a triple. That's kind of crazy. We saw an Anthony Rizzo triple, um, but uh, but Schwarber and Zobrist. Um, 
have both hit 389 and 18 at bats. So, um, you know, significantly less ABs, and they're not really gonna they're not gonna add to those as Cubs. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, I guess you know Rizzo probably has uh, done the the best there. Um, let me sort by total bases here and see um, who the top Cub is. So when you go by total bases, Chris Bryant um, is just ahead of Rizzo with 18 or with 19 total bases. We've seen him hit two homers, four doubles, um, stolen base and a caught stealing as well. Nice. Um, and we've also seen Rizzo uh, get hit by two pitches, which I, uh, which I checked on. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. what's interesting about this, Jeremy, is now that we have these counting stats, um, we can be aware of them the next time we go yeah. to next time we go to games and just kind of keep adding on to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just we should talk about just like non Chicago players as well real quick. Sure. Um so for I sorted by at bats here. Um we've seen Ari Adrianza have nine at bats, which is kind of funny. I don't and hey, I don't think I remember a single one of them. No, you know what? I do I remember seeing him because we were debating how to pronounce his first name. So that was yeah. that was it. Um he also yeah, so him and him and uh Lorenzo Kane have both both have five hits. Um so, uh, so as far as visiting teams, and then I, you know, I guess we saw Lorenzo Kane in a home game. So, um, but yeah, they both have five hits. Of course, Nimmo has four. Glaber Torres um, has uh, four. He's four for eight when we've seen him with a homer. Um, Didi Gregorius. I guess we've seen the, the Yankees a couple times. So, um, but that's always interesting too to see like what um, you know visiting player has done well. Like some of those stats for Castellanos. Cassianos is the best, but he also appeared as a Cub, so you know we have to. I think he's kind of disqualified from that category fully. Um, but yeah, so God, someone's got to pass Iri Adrianza um, uh, for for best like visiting stats. Um, and then uh, yeah, I mean pitching is just too hard to because it's rare that we've seen pitchers in multiple games, so. It is. It is. Um, yeah, one more surprise from the, the batting. Thing. I, I remember agonizingly that we saw Neil Walker get nine at-bats, but we've also seen <laughs> Freddie Galvis take uh, take nine at-bats as well. Yeah. And hit, a home, and hit a home run, too, which I suppose he did uh, in when he played for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I believe so. Because um, did we catch him on the Phillies? Probably not, I guess. No, I don't think so, because he was on the... In 2019, he was on the Blue Jays, so we must have seen him play in... Well, he was on the Blue Jays, and who, who else did he play for? The Reds? But we, we didn't yeah. see him with the Reds no. uh, in 19. So we we must have seen him play one other game for some team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's one thing that I didn't write down is, like, all the different teams that we've seen them play um, as. I think we'd have to just go to the scorecards for, like, look up what teams he was on, but... Uh, yeah, uh, that's an interesting one. Daniel Polka, we've seen him twenty five at bats. That's insane. Yeah, and no home runs, uh, just four hits for for Daniel Polka there. Yeah, um, just some just some oddball things. I just want to scroll over to see if there's any other like anomalies that we've we've seen. But um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we saw we. I'm pretty sure we saw Eric Sogard also as a as a Blue Jay. We did um, and a Cub. Um, so that's, that's, I don't know if it's fun, but, uh, or interesting. <laughs> it's just a thing that happened, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, some interesting things there. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh, here's here's kind of a an anomaly. We saw Sergio Romo uh, with two teams. Although I think we talked about that like during the actual episode. We saw him with the Marlins and with the uh, the Twins. Was it? Yeah, we saw uh, same year. So that would have been 2019. I think he, you know, Christ, we might have seen him pitch goddamn twice with the Marlins and then once with the Twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd, yeah, the save guy is interesting. So Colome we've seen get two saves. Kimbrel two saves. Romo, two saves. Strope did get a save. He managed to get a save. Um, so I guess he had a good outing, um, uh, at, you know, amongst that. God, that's pretty horrible that he – oh, yeah, that's right, because he gave he, – he got no outs, I think, in that uh, appearance. So then he came, he must have come in and got two outs – and recorded a save in another game that we were at. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Aaron Bummer with a save. Uh, Soria, Jeremy Jeffress uh, on the Brewers, I believe, got a or, probably was before right. before that agent before that agent ruined his career or whatever whatever happened <laughs> ruined his life, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pete Fairbanks just uh, last week. Ty Buttry got a save. Was uh, that for the Was that for the Angels or something? Yeah, yeah, for in that Angels game. And then uh, Juan Nicasio uh, with the save as well, which is that's kind of crazy. Juan Nicasio. Yeah, that must have been in that Phillies game, right? Yeah, I guess it was, huh? Oof. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And yeah, good old good old Brad Boxberger blew a save as well. I think you probably mentioned that, but you know, I just thought I'd mention it again. Yeah, no, why not? Um, uh, Mike Trout and Nelson Contru- Nelson Cruz, uh, two intentional walks apiece. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, you go to a game uh, to see Mike Trout. That's what you want to see is him get intentionally walked. So th- thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick Renneria for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fans, fans are still clamoring over those, those two free passes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. It's, it's good stuff. Um, we, I believe we can post like a link to this. Like we can like make the Google sheet uh, public. Um, so people could, could sort through our stats as well. Um, and, uh, and check them out. Uh, I think, uh, I'll go, I'll check, uh, listeners. You can check the episode description to, to look for a link to, uh, to this sheet. Uh, so you can, you can sort through all this. If you're a stat head, like, like Jack and I are, and, you know, can talk about it for a half hour, which I think is what <laughs> we've been doing, but yeah. Nice. Well, cool. We, we, uh, Jeremy, we figured this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than we usually do. So I think we're going to wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's wrap it up, Jack. Um, uh, and we'll, we'll have some more good stuff coming for you um, uh, next episode. Uh, but uh, until then, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Sikowski. We'll see you later. Later.